Hello, everyone, and welcome to the One Man Renegade Podcast. I am your host, the Honorable Greg B., and this is Chapter 112. But, more importantly, this is this is Part 4 of the 2009 Movie Ranks Countdown. And if for some reason you've missed Parts 1 through 3, I suggest you stop this right now. Go back, check those out, and check out what my movies 70 through, 50, uh, 70 through 41 were. And then you'll be all caught up for today's episode, which will be 40 through 31. Um, so, once again, um, if you're all caught up, cool. Uh, minor spoilers, hopefully not major spoilers. I will try not to ruin any of these movies too badly um, as I go through them and talk about them. But there will definitely be some spoilers involved in this discussion just be forewarned, I don't want you coming at me saying I ruined a movie for you. Um, just much like I ruined all the M. Night Shyamalan movies last episode. Although most of those movies came out many, many, many years ago. So if they weren't ruined for you then, um, who cares? Um, but alright, let's get going. Let's uh, Today will be uh, 40 through 31. So let's start off with number 40. It was a Sodi movie. Came out May 24th, which I believe was Memorial Day weekend. Uh, I made 7.8. $8 million opening weekend, 17 domestically, 32.8 worldwide, 57% on Rotten Tomato, 44 Metacritic, 6.2 on the IMDb, C+, the cinema score I did not see in the theaters, and clearly not a lot of people did, as it fairly bombed fairly hardly. Um, this movie was Brightburn. Um, so the, the, the concept of this movie was kind of cool, and I, and I thought it was a interesting premise it just didn't really play out very well i don't think i mean the premise was there the story was just lacking um so basically the premise of this movie is there's this kid um that gets born through some i don't remember exactly does he get born or no they find him no no there's a couple they're trying to find a kid it's basically superman let's it's basically superman if i remember correctly but if I remember correct, and again I haven't seen this movie in a while, but it was basically Superman. Yeah, he wasn't. He was from a some somewhere else. Basically, it's Superman. But by when he starts to become a teenager, he becomes aware of his situation and he becomes an a hole. So imagine Superman was an a hole as a teenager and um, or a preteen or however old he's supposed to be. I think he's supposed to be like early teens. Um, and kind of goes nuts. What would happen? What could you do? Um, and basically, you know, he kind of uses a lot of his powers to do some sad- some nefarious things and not so nice things and stuff happens. And it's basically Superman, uh, turns bad as a kid. So that's sort of, I mean, that's the premise. So it seems like it would be kind of cool, but ultimately the story just kind of, falters and goes nowhere and just kind of eh unfortunately um i mean the critics didn't hate it but clearly no one went to go see it so i mean obviously came it was kind of one of those weird movies where it was like wait this is coming out on memorial day weekend like this isn't really a blockbuster movie it's going up against aladdin and 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 you know obviously avengers was still out at the time and whatever other movies that were coming out around that time the big blockbuster movie so it's like this weird kind of confusing movie about like a super kid that's like a dick like i don't get it um so a lot of people didn't see it but yeah i mean the premise was there 
seemed interesting, but yeah, the movie itself just didn't didn't do it. Didn't do it. Didn't do it. I mean, it wasn't terrible. It wasn't terrible because the premise, like I said, was good. So I mean, that's why it's kind of middle of the road for me, as opposed to being way down the line or 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 you know, but obviously not good enough to be higher up on the list. Um, all right, let's move on. Uh, number thirty-nine. It was a Universal film. Came out August fourteenth. Did twenty-one point four million dollars opening weekend. 83 uh, domestically, 110 worldwide, 80% on Rotten Tomatoes, 60 on uh, Metacritic, 6.7 on IMDb, got a B plus on the cinema score, and it um, I did not see in theaters. It is Good Boys. So Good Boys um, is basically, hmm, how do I put this? It's basically super bad but in middle school so it's like imagine super bad and they were in high school but imagine they were in middle school so there's more you know where whereas in super bad you know they're trying to be cool and get alcohol and just be the cool kids and blah 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 but you know they're obviously to the point where they're past you know being you know young kids they're you know almost you know they're in high school. So imagine taking that back five years, and if you're in middle school, you're still kind of like growing out of the kitty type of stuff. For instance, I think one of the plot points in this movie is they're selling off a, I don't know if it's a Yu-Gi-Oh card or Pokemon card or whatever it is, some sort of card. But at the same time, you know, they're getting into that age where, you know, you're starting to, you know, high, middle school, middle school age. So it's basically a growing of age story of kids in middle school getting into shenanigans. Uh, they shouldn't be as, uh, you know, and, and then they run into these older kids and these older girls that are trying, to, and there's drug dealers. It, you know, it's, it's very super bad-ish, Seth Rogen-ish type of Evan Goldberg type movie. I, I think they were involved somehow, producers or something. I don't remember. I remember Seth Rogen being the commercials for the movies, telling the kids they couldn't watch their own movie. It was fine. I mean, it, you know, it, it certainly was trying to get that vibe, that super bad vibe. It just didn't quite um, get there um, for me. Um, you know, and then also you're you're, uh, you're you're when you're diving into kids in middle school, then it gets kind of weird because it's like, well, who's this movie supposed to be for then? Um. Yeah, I mean, it was fine, but it just wasn't spectacular, um, you know, and obviously, you know, there's other movies that are similar to it, I think, that are better, um, you know, Stand By Me. I mean, it's not exactly that kind of story, but it's similar, like, to that sort of age group, I guess, maybe. I don't know, I think maybe Stand By Me, they're a little bit older, but Goonies, type that, that kind of age group type of thing. But they're, you know, trying to go to parties and stuff as opposed to, you know, find pirate ships but whatever regardless let's move on um all right uh, number 38 was a netflix movie it came out march 13th uh it uh obviously it was i think a limited in theaters but like i couldn't find any numbers on it um uh 72 percent rotten tomatoes 61 metacritic 6.5 the imdb uh no cinema score and I didn't see it in theaters, obviously. I saw it on Netflix. And it is Triple Frontier. 
Um, so this movie got a decent amount of hype when it came out on Netflix. I remember seeing a lot of commercials for it and a lot of recommendations. Eventually, uh, similar to Highway Men, I didn't see it right away and kind of eventually saw it down the line. It was like, yeah, it's on Netflix. I'll check it out eventually. And six months later, it's like, oh yeah, wait, I never watched that. Um, it's got Ben Affleck. It's got uh, Oscar Isaac, uh, Pablo Pascal. Is that his name? Pedro Pascal? Pa- Pedro Pascal. Um, the Mandalorian. It's got the Mandalorian. Uh, <laughs> that guy. Uh, and um, Charlie Hunnam. Um, it, it, so basically these guys were military guys, ex-military guys, and then they find out about this, this, you know, this one guy's still working in like Mexico and finds out about this drug dealer that has all this money stored away in his house. So they try to get the one last score before they get out of the game and blah, blah, blah. Um, and kind of rope everyone back into one last mission to get a bunch of money. Um, it's pretty good. It's solid. Um, you know, obviously it's got a good cast. The, the one thing that I, I think I mentioned to this on an earlier episode of my podcast when, after I saw it initially was the, the character played by Pedro Pascal. Is that his name? What is it? Pedro? It's Pedro Pascal, isn't it? He's the Mandalorian, but so his character, um, plays like a helicopter pilot. Yeah, Pedro Pascal. So, like, and also they're talking a lot on walkie-talkies because they're communicating with each other, like, because they're at different points. So a lot of his voice, a lot of his, uh, you know, his lines are over kind of like an intercom type of thing, which is sort of like his Mandalorian character is. So it's like, wait a minute, is it the Mandalorian? What, what am I watching here? It was just kind of funny because, you know, that. And then also Oscar Isaac was Star Wars, um, as well, so just a lot of Star Wars connections there. Uh, but uh, Charlie Hunnam and uh, Ben Affleck. And then there's another guy that i blanking on who he is. Um, but yeah, I mean, overall, it's it's a pretty interesting... I mean, it's not a war movie, per se. But it certainly has, you know, a military aspect to it. Given, you know, these guys are ex-military and they're trying to do this one last mission type of thing. But it's like kind of like on the you know, not exactly legal, and there's all that, those hurdles, and they're going up against this drug lord, and, and all that sort of thing, so yeah, it's got a lot of those kind of cool elements from, like, I don't know, maybe, like, um, uh, what's the, Sicario type of thing, um, a little bit along those lines, um, yeah, I mean, it's a solid movie. It's definitely worth a watch on Netflix if you have... It's kind of long. It's like two, two... It's like two and a half hours, I think, if I remember correctly. It could be wrong, but... Yeah, maybe not quite that long, but... You know, it's not... It's... You know, it's, it's got some length to it. Um, that, that was dirtier than I meant it. Um, yeah, but it's, it's not a quick movie. It's, you know, it's got... You know, it's... You, you gotta devote a little bit of time to it. But it's Netflix, so... Obviously, you can do it on your own leisure. Um, but yeah, solid, solid Saturday afternoon, nothing going on. The weather's not, the weather's crappy type of throw that on and check it out. Um, yeah. All right, let's move on. All right, number 37. It's another Netflix movie. Yeah, there's a pattern here. Uh, it came out September 20th. Uh, not in theaters, so no money. 74% on Rotten Tomato. 59, 59 Metacritic. 6.1 in the IMDb, 
and that is Between Two Ferns the Movie. Okay, so this one is interesting because it's like, is this really even a movie? Like, what exactly is this? So if you're not familiar with what Between Two Ferns is, uh, Zach Galifianakis has been doing this Between Two Ferns, like, interview show for many, many years now. And um, basically, he sits between two ferns and interviews, like, a celebrity or something, but, like, he kind of, like, talks down to them and asks them, like, kind of weird questions and kind of, you know, talk, you know, um, and kind of, you know, um, says kind of disparaging things about them and all sorts of things and kind of very awkward conversations. Um, And so this particular movie, if you want to call it that, is basically he's kind of playing not Zach Alvinakis, but playing Zach Alvinakis is weirdly, it's kind of weird. It's like he owns his own like company and they're trying to keep, they don't have enough money. So they need to like, um, go on a road show to, you know, generate some more money. And then, but then at the same time, he's trying to get the tonight show type gig, but it's like, he's not, like movie star Gal- Zach Galifianakis, like he's not known for like the Hangover or anything like that. He's just this between the ferns character, and then so he talks to like Matt McConaughey and Benedict, Benedict Cumberbatch, and um, I think Paul Rudd, and 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 um, um, who else is in it? Uh, what's her face? And who's he? What's it? <laughs> David Letterman, I should say. Uh, uh, Brie Larson, a few other people, like, so, it's kind of the story of them traveling the country, then meeting up with these people and having the conversations, and then stuff happens. So, it's it's kind of a weird thing, it was basically seemed like they put together these, these uh, interviews that, you know, they normally would do, have done, and kind of like, well, we have all these interviews, what would we do with them, put them together in this weird narrative around surrounding it and it's kind of a loose movie if you if you if you want to even call it that because then eventually i think they just released all the interviews like solo separately after the fact um it's all funny or die stuff i believe if i remember correctly it's a funny or die movie i I believe um so i mean you know it's one of those things where it's like if you like zach galifianakis you like his kind of goofy interviewing skills where he kind of talks down to people and his awkward pauses and conversations and sweet. Um, as far as a movie, I don't really, you know, it was kind of like, yeah, the, the whole movie aspect of it was kind of unnecessary. I think it was just a series of these interviews. It would have probably would have been better <laughs> saved a little time maybe, or had more time with the interviews as opposed to having this overall arcing story that was kind of blah. Um, but yeah, certainly if you like Gal- Zach Galifianakis, this is certainly for you. And I, I do enjoy Zach Galifianakis in, um, you know, to some degree, enough that it got up to thirty-seven. So there you go. Um, all right, let's move on. All right, moving on. Another Netflix movie. How about that? Um, so this one came out on December sixth. It did get a limited release in the movie theaters, and we'll talk about that in a minute. Um, I couldn't find any opening weekend or domestic numbers, but it did do. Um, three hundred and twenty three point three thousand dollars um three hundred twenty three thousand three hundred eighty two dollars worldwide 
as of um, last week, when I uh, or as of the twenty third, I think was the day I chose to or whatever day it was, I forget um, that I actually pulled the numbers from. Wait, is it twenty third? Yeah, I guess the 23rd. I thought it was the 26th, but maybe I didn't update that, that date. Uh, whatever, regardless. Um, this movie is... Um, sorry, I lost my spot on my list. Uh, 95% Rotten Tomato, 94 Metacritic, 8.1 on IMDb. Um, I didn't see it in theaters. It didn't get a cinema score. It is Marriage Story. Now, I say that it was definitely in the theaters because it had to have been to get Oscar nominations, which this movie has number of Oscar nominations. Uh, and if you haven't seen it yet, it's, I mean, it's on, um, you know, I, I don't know if that uh, December 6th, that might be the day it came out in theaters. I know for some of the movies that are Netflix that come out in theaters, they come out in theaters like, a couple weeks ahead and then eventually end up on Netflix after the fact, which I think is probably the case with this. Cause I think in, in order for them to qualify for the Oscars, they have to have been released in the theaters first. I'm not quite sure what the rules are to be quite honest with you. I know there's a certain amount of time they have to be in theaters or whatever, but, um, uh, I don't know what the ruling is behind if they can be on Netflix first and then the theaters or they have to be on theaters i figured i i gotta imagine they'd have to be in the theaters first before they can get to netflix i just don't know what the timing of that is or whatever um but anyways marriage story if you're not familiar with the marriage stories it's a story of adam driver and scarlett johansson are a married couple that have a child and they're going through a divorce yeah that's the movie sounds wicked fun right no I don't, I don't know why this is a movie. Like, it's one of those things where it's like, yeah, the acting is great, but it's like, why does anyone want to watch this? This isn't, this isn't fun. This isn't a fun movie. It's awful. It's like either, if you either married, you're dreading any of this happening. Or if you're not married, you don't want to get married. Like, why? it's just like, why is this a movie? Um, so yeah, I mean, you know, I, I couldn't really justify putting it any lower than I have it just because... You know, it's well acted, but in and of itself, as a movie, I'm just like, this is an awful thing to be watching. I don't want to see this terrible story between this, watching this, these people's marriage dissolve and having this kid kind of chucked in the middle of it and all the nonsense that goes on with divorce and lawyers and non, all that garbage. Like, why is that, why is that appealing to anyone? Why does anyone want to watch that? Why does anyone want to make that? Why is this a movie? Sorry. Like, but, um, yeah, it's awful. <laughs> but it is what it is. So, I mean, if you haven't, if you haven't, uh, watched it on, and Marriage Story, not exactly the greatest name. It should be Divorce Story. That should be the name of the movie. Um, if you haven't watched it yet, um, it is on Netflix. I mean, if you want to watch it for, I don't know why we'd want to watch it for the actual story, but if you want to watch it for the acting, sure, go go right ahead. You know, it's well acted. Adam Driver, Scarlett Johansson, both nominated. Lauren Dern's also nominated. Um, 
we'll talk about the Oscar nominations uh, in the finale, and when I make my predictions for who I think is going to win. So we'll talk about that more, but I think this is the first movie I've mentioned that's nominated for one of the big nominations. I'm sure Aladdin got nominated for, like, best song, maybe, or, like, I don't know, makeup or digital something or other, probably. But in terms of, like, the big nominees... um, this is the first one I think I've talked about that's actually nominated. But yeah, no, uh, as a movie, ugh, yeah, no thanks. No thank you. Terrible, 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 terrible subject matter. Don't don't want to watch it. Nope. Why is it a movie? Why is this? It's a bunch of people yelling at each other for an hour and a half about divorce. Great. Or two hours, however long it is. Uh, no thanks. Uh, all right, moving on. Uh, number 35 is an Amazon movie. It... Um, had must have been in theaters for some portion of time uh but i couldn't find any domestic numbers it did 232,305 worldwide um 81% on rotten tomatoes 66 metacritic 7.2 imdb uh no cinema score and i didn't see it in theaters i watched it on amazon amazon prime and it is the report so yes more adam driver and I don't know that this one actually got nominated for any Oscars. I know I feel like the got nominated for Golden Globe or something or other. I don't I think, but I don't think it. I don't know if it got nominated for Oscars. I, I can't remember now. Uh, but we'll talk about those some other time uh, later in the finale. Um, so basically, what this is is there's this uh, guy that's working in Congress or working for Congress or the Senate or the FBI, the CIA or one of those things. I don't even remember what he's working for at this point. So he kind of gets assigned this case to look into, um, look into kind of, uh, the military's stance on, um, on the CIA and the FBI and sort of just like how they go about like getting information, uh, from terrorists and kind of the torture and like what goes involved in that and what's legal what's not legal yeah another terrible subject matter for a film again very well acted and, and whatever but at the same time it's like this is just awful subject matter i don't want to hear any about about all this garbage and yeah it's based on the true story and everything like that so, well you know you know again true story in quotation marks is someone's interpretation of what happened so it's hard to know what's real what's not real and i think this is based off a book that was based off of you know something whatever um so yeah i don't know it's just like how much more of this you know and and the guy gets obsessed with figuring all this stuff out and figuring out what happened to all this information and finding all the information and checking it with all this blah 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 and then reporting everything and blah 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 and who's wrong who's right blah 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 yeah it just gets a lot of bogged down a lot of mumbo jumbo legal talk and and just t- talking about t- torture and terrorists and all that sort of stuff and politics and all that sort of nonsense. And it's just kind of like, I don't know how much of this I really want to watch. It's not exactly the most enjoyable stuff to be watching. And again, Adam Driver is involved, so there it is. Um, but yeah, I mean, uh, again, well acted and, and all that sort of thing. It's compelling. But it's just like when you think back and look at it, it's just like, am I really do I really want to hear about this? Like, I mean, I don't know. It's like there's a lot of politics involved, a lot of 
all that sort of thing. So, um, yeah, I, I, I don't know, but it's on Amazon Prime. If you have Amazon Prime, go check it out. It's, uh, it's part of your, part of your streaming and whatever. Um, and I don't, I don't know that it got nominated for any Oscars, but it could be wrong about that. I, I don't totally remember. I pretty sure it got nominated for Golden Globe or somebody did or something did, but, um, yeah. So go check it out if you want to. All right, let's move on. Um, next up, we have number 34. It was a Sony movie. It came out January 3rd. Um, made fi- no, $18 million opening weekend. 57 uh, domestic, 155.7 worldwide. 50% on Rotten Tomato, 48. Metacritic, 6.3 in the IMDb. Um, lost my spot. Uh, B at the um, cinema score. I did not see it in theaters. And it is Escape Room. Now... This is a very topical subject and and makes sense. Um, And it's funny because when I went to go watch this movie, I looked it up to see Escape Room. And there's like three or four other movies that have come out in the last couple years that have the exact same like plot. And it's basically these people go to one of these places where the next escape room. And if you're not familiar with what escape room is... It's a thing where you go in this room and it's like supposed to, you're supposed to go with a group and you, you get all these clues and you to how to get out of the room and you have a certain time frame and if you don't get out of the time if you if you all work together and find all the clues and get out of the room in time like you win and if you don't you lose and you know it's very it's a party atmosphere type of thing where like a bunch of people go as a group and and do these sort of things. So imagine that as a horror movie pretty simple concept um it kind of reminds me of i forget which saw it was saw four maybe um where basically this person's in a house and they're get into all these rooms and there's a new game in each room and it's kind of similar to that in a way or but there's more to it than that because all these people were recruited and got this special invite to this special escape room and then there's you know, they go through all these uh, certain rooms and there's real consequences. Like, people can really get hurt and, you know, people start dying off and whatnot because of the escape rooms and they don't escape and, and whatever. Sort of similar to Saw, in a way. But then eventually there's this overarching, grand, grandiose, like, reveal at the end. I don't want to ruin it. Um, so, you know, it, it, it's definitely, it was definitely a fun con- fun movie, or good movie. I should say, with an interesting concept, which, when you think about it, it wasn't really that hard and had been done a bunch of times, but, you know, I think the way they spun this into the way they did it was why it stood out among the others. Also, I think they had a bigger budget and got actual release, whereas all the other movies I saw that kept popping up, I think were just straight to, you know, video, like, very B-movies or low-budget movies or whatever. I'd never really even heard of them. But they all were like, Escape Room, Escape Room Extreme, like... But this one, this was the one that actually came out in theaters and clearly did fairly well box office wise. And I believe they're doing a sequel, uh, Escape Room 2. I don't know if it comes out, I don't know if it's supposed to come out this year or next year. I'm not 100% sure, but there's definitely a sequel on the way for Escape Room. Escape Room 2, Electric Boogaloo. I I don't know what it's called. Um, I'm not, yeah, I'm I'm not. It's not, it's not Escape Plan though. That I never saw Escape Plan two either. 
I wonder if that's... I know it was on Amazon at one point. But that was last year. That didn't even count for this year. Regardless, Escape Room. Um, that is number... What was that? Number 34 on my list. Escape Room. Check it out. Um, pretty good. Um, and along the same lines comes number 35. Uh, this movie came out September 13th. It, I think, just went straight to streaming services. I couldn't find that it was actually in theaters anywhere. So no box office numbers. Excuse me. Um, 71 Rotten Tomatoes, 69 Metacritic, 6.3 in the IMDb. No cinema score, and I didn't see it in theaters. Uh, it's from Momentum uh, Pictures, and it is Haunt. Now, it came out, you know, just prior to, like, you know, the Halloween season. And it's called Haunt. So it's a little vague on the name as what the Haunt would be. Because that could mean a lot of different things. It's like, oh, it's, you know, kind of like a ghost movie or what it, what what could it be? So what this movie is, is it's a group of kids. These ones are friends. They all know each other as opposed to this previous one in Escape Room where they didn't know each other. But they all get, they all decide to go out for Halloween. And they're at a party, but then they decide, eh, this party's lame. Let's go find something else to do. They go search for a haunted hayride or something along those lines. But they kind of deviate off course because of something. And they end up at this haunted house that they were unaware of. And they're like, okay, cool. It's haunted house. We're here. Let's go check it out. And they go into this haunted house. And then all sorts of shenanigans start happening. And, they, and it's similar to Escape Room where there's different rooms you can go into. And all this sort of stuff happens, and people get split up, but they don't have their phones, and and because they gave their phones away, and there's all these weird people around, and then there's shenanigans, and all sorts of crazy stuff happens, and people start getting killed, and whatnot, and you know there's a bunch of weirdos and all sorts of craziness and nonsense, and then people. Well, I don't want to ruin anything for it. It's it's pretty good. It's a pretty good horror movie. Solid concept. I mean, again, similar to Escape Room, but a little bit different. Um, you know, it's a haunted house, so it's supposed to be more scary. Um, but it's designed that way. But then, you know, you know, it's it's a good Halloween movie, certainly. Um, good horror movie. Um, I definitely rec- recommend it. Um, maybe for next Halloween, if you're looking for something to watch and want a scary movie that's kind of a little bit off the grid, as opposed to your normal Halloweens or Friday the 13th or Nightmare on Elm Streets or whatever. Um, check it out. Yeah, Haunt. Um, not not quite sure where it's available, but I'm sure you can find it. Um, I know it was on, like, demand and stuff, but... When I watched it, but... Certainly go check it out. It's a good movie. Um, under the radar, too, so a lot of people probably didn't know of it. But, uh, certainly... Critics liked it. So there you go. Alright, let's move on. Uh, number 32. It is a Warner Brothers film. It came out February 8th. Made $34 million opening weekend. 105 domestic. 190 worldwide. 85% on... No. Yes, 85% on uh, Rotten Tomato. 65 Metacritic. 6.6 on the IMDb. A minus. Cinema score I did not see it in theaters. And that was... The Lego Movie 2, the second part. Um... Okay, so the Lego movie, the original Lego movie that came out, I forget what year it came out, a number of years ago, um, I really enjoyed it. I thought it was 
it was kind of one of those under radar like it's a kids movie and it did really well but at the same time it's like there was a lot of stuff a lot of funny stuff in there that you know if you're adult you'll get and you'll enjoy obviously while arnett is like a batman was amazing that of course then led to the Lego Batman movie, which is amazing. So then they do the sequel um, with uh, for the Lego movie, and you're thinking, okay, this should be good. It should do well. People are in, like gonna like this. It, it's fun, you know. Like everyone, the first one was really cool, and all right, there was more they could do. I guess let's let's get into it. And then, eh, yeah, it just it didn't work the second time around. Um, uh, there's no Will Ferrell this time around. Um, the concept of it kind of was gone. Where you, you know what know what it was. Like there was that reveal the last time around. So it's like, alright, what what is this now? And then they get in that weird, like, wait, are these things really alive? Are they not really alive? And it just kind of like was like, ah, no, no, no. Uh, Tiffany Haddish is like the bad guy. And it just, it didn't work for me. Sorry. Nope. I want Will Ferrell back. Um, Maya Rudolph was like the parent this time around. And I don't know. There was just too much stuff that was just like. They were kind of rehashing what they did in the first one. But it's just not as good. And given what the first one was. And how it worked. The second one was just kind of like. Meh. I don't know. No. This worked the first time. Just didn't work the second time. Uh, which is unfortunate. And um, obviously it didn't do very well. People didn't really go to see it. Compared to. The first one, uh, which is, you know, got to be disappointing for Warner Brothers and Lego and everyone involved. Um, given what the first movie did, you would have thought, okay, well, you know, a lot of times with sequels, you know, they do tend to do better. Uh, you know, maybe not from a critical standpoint, but from a, you know, box office standpoint. But, um, yeah, I just got to, yeah, this one, no. Nope, didn't, didn't, you know, actually, I mean, critical, critically, I think it did okay. I can't say it did, was better reviewed than the first one, but it certainly, you know, with 85% uh, Rotten Tomatoes, 65 Metacritic, it's not bad, but it's just, you know, A- minus Cinema Score is not bad. It's just, it didn't, didn't have the same, you know, didn't have the same um, feel or just like, you know, vibe of the first one and just didn't get that same, you know, people just weren't talking about it. People weren't going to see it. People, you know, people just weren't hyped about it as much as they, you know, the first one when it came out. And I don't know if people were necessarily really hyped when the first one came out, but once it came out, people were going to see it. They just really enjoyed it and the word spread. It was a good movie and go check it out and blah, blah, blah. And it did well at the box office and just kind of caught on with everyone. Whereas this one just didn't, it didn't do it. And, you know, it's unfortunate. Um, I'm still, I, I don't know if they'll do another Lego Batman movie, but I would certainly be on board for another Lego Batman movie. I don't know if they necessarily need to do one, and I don't know that they will do one. Um, although, with Will Arnett doing this new Lego show on Fox, uh, it wouldn't surprise me if they did another uh, sort of thing with Will Arnett. Um, and obviously, he was in this, but it was kind of like, what, how am I supposed to go from what he was in the first one to then his own movie? Now he's back in this movie. Just kind of doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Not that the Lego Batman movie in that aspect did either. Because you knew that this was just the kid's imagination of him playing with his dad's Legos. 
so then the Lego Batman movie happens. Like, wait, what is this? Like, this doesn't make any sense. Like, is this kid still doing this? And then you have the second, and I don't know, but whatever. Let's move on. Um, all right, let's move on to number 31. It was a Lionsgate film that came out on September 20th. It made $18.8 million opening weekend, $44.8 million domestic, $87 million worldwide. Only got 27% on Rotten Tomatoes, uh, 26 Metacritic, 6.2 on IMDb. Uh, got a B on the cinema score. I did see it in theaters, and it is Rambo Last Blood. Now, for, this is one of those movies where, like, was it great? No. Did people enjoy it? Not really. Did it do that well at the box office? Eh, it did okay. So why is it so high on my list? Well, because for me, I really enjoyed it. It's Rambo. And it's probably the last time you're going to see Rambo in a new movie. And while there definitely were issues with this movie that I had, absolutely. Um, first of all, he's, he's Rambo. Where's the headband? Uh, where's the long hair? You know, he barely has that. Um, the first half of the movie was basically just taken. Where he's going to get his, find his, his, not even his daughter. It's like these random people he lives with. They never really totally explained that part of the movie, which was another whole thing. I'm just like, wait, what? Because at the end of the last Rambo, which was called Rambo, which is another whole thing that I don't want to get into with the Rambo films, the naming of the Rambo films. He goes home to his 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 dad's ranch in Arizona, and you the ending scene of that movie is him walking down the down the 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 driveway to the place. We never know exactly what happens when he gets there, but supposedly, and I guess you're supposed to kind of figure this out on your own as you're watching this movie, is his dad ended up passing away, but then there was this lady that was like his worker or servant or something that like lived there with him and then had a had a niece or something. Her, his parents died. I don't know. It's very... Unconfusing as to what the what the connection is with Rambo and this girl and like her her aunt or whatever whoever they supposed to be. So, but she ends up going down to Mexico to meet a friend, and then shenanigans happen, and then he goes down to kind of get her back from this group of people. So it's taken. But then once he goes down there and has to get her back, then he gets runs into this group of people, and you know, blah blah blah. So then the second half of the movie is Home Alone. I mean, and I know I'm probably spoiling a lot of this movie, but, like, it's Rambo, so it's like, whatever. The second half of the movie is basically Home Alone. So he knows these people are coming. He knows they know where he is. And he basically sets up all these crazy booby traps so that when they show up, it's it's Home Alone, you know? (laughs) All these things start going off, and they're getting hit in the head with paint cans and tripping over... Legos and burning their hands on on uh, doorknobs. Not, not those specifically, but similar ideas. A little more violent than that, sure. Um, uh, but yeah, I mean, it's it's an interesting concept because then it's like it's taken plus it's taken plus Home Alone and throwing Rambo with Rambo. It's like okay, cool. Uh, but yeah, he should have had the long hair. He's Rambo. He's not Rocky. He's Rambo. Rambo has a sh- Rambo's long hair. Rocky has a short hair, and the headband. Yeah, I don't know. They um, 
feel like the headband wasn't they needed the headband more um but ultimately you know saturday afternoon go go to the theater watch rambo watch stallone do his thing be rambo and mow down a bunch of bad guys i'm on board i'm always gonna be on board for that i don't know if it's gonna happen again but you know i mean you know they hadn't done enough you know they kind of ran out of the expendable movies so i was like all right bring back rambo let's i'm cool with that uh, I don't know what they're if they're gonna do any more expendable or Rambo movies. It seemed kind of like you know Rambo: Last Blood seemed all right. That's probably the end of end of it. But um, uh, they keep on doing talking about doing Expendables four. I don't know if that's happening. But um, obviously Stallone is getting up there. Um, now let's talk about doing another Rocky movie. You know, outside of the Creed movies they've already done. Uh, so who knows? I don't know. Stallone. He'll do whatever he wants, I guess. And I'll go see it if it's Rambo or Rocky or Expendables probably too. But all right, so that was 31. So that's going to wrap it up for today. Uh, just a quick recap of today's movies. Um, 40 was Brightburn. 39 was Good Boys. 38 was Triple Frontier. 37 was Between Two Ferns, the movie. 36 was Marriage Story. 35 was The Report. 34 was Escape Room. 33 was Haunt. 32 was Lego Movie 2, the second part. And 31 was Rambo, Last blood all right so yeah that's gonna do it for today of course if you missed any of the previous parts i don't know why you listen to this one before going back to those ones but if you want to um or just want to know where to come back tomorrow go you can check out the blog at razorvader.blogspot.com you can also subscribe to the one man renegade podcast on apple Podcasts or stitcher or wherever else you can find it um you can follow me on twitter at razorvader and you know subscribe and follow and share and like and five stars and write a review and all that fun stuff for all those things and also the new youtube channel one man renegade podcast on youtube i have a couple of videos up hopefully some more coming uh soon um yeah and that's gonna do it uh just want to thank you again for listening and come back tomorrow when we'll talk about numbers 40 no sorry where are we at number 30 to 21 yeah, so we're starting to get in some good stuff. So uh, as we count our other way up to one and we get head towards the Oscars coming up this Sunday. So thank you for listening and come back tomorrow and we'll talk about some more movies.